from depression to diabetes to obesity and addictions. Our medical problems are climbing and are now at epidemic rates. This is why I started this podcast, Your Health Transformed, to educate you, to teach you, so we can all learn how to combat these increasing medical problems and live well again and become transformed. I am your host, Dr. Franchelle Hamilton, bariatric surgeon, and have seen these medical problems and treated them firsthand. I am now on a journey to help transform health, not just band-aid it. So thank you for listening and going on this journey with me and all of my guests on Your Health Transformed. I am so excited for our next guest because she's going to show us and educate us on all type of things. Alana Molstein is a registered dietitian. She's also the best-selling author of You Can Drop It, which helps with weight loss. She is going to talk about food and how to start a morning routine, which I think is timely, and how to do it in all seasons. Right now, we're starting school. Um, We're transitioning from the summer to the fall, but we're going to be talking about all types of good, healthy routines to help people stay healthy and lose weight and stay fit. So welcome to the show. Thank you for being on. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. So we are going to start it off since she's a dietitian and I have her on the show today. It's our first one. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. She had mentioned how she can make a healthy iced coffee and I'm going to have her explain, but we are going to start off the show with her explaining what that is and a good way to start off our mornings and it's a good summer coffee and without all the sugar, which I'm, as a bariatric surgeon, I'm huge on taking out all the sugar. So I was like, please, can you show us how to make it? I'm interested in this coffee. So I'm excited for her to give us more information about it and show us how to, how to do it. Yeah. I've lost a hundred pounds. I used to be a hundred pounds heavier. Obviously eight and a half months pregnant. So I'm about 20 uh, up from that. But, um, you look great. One of the biggest things I was drinking at my biggest were large fraps. Yes. Uh, you know, I would use like all my babysitting money or, you know, chore money or whatever. I don't know why, because it was so expensive, but I would go with my friends after school, five, six dollars for a like, 24 ounce blended frap made with yeah. heavy cream, topped with whipped cream and caramel drizzle sauce no idea that that thing was like eight, 900 calories and contributing to my insecurities, my lack of health, my doctor telling me I was at risk of diabetes and all these things. So, uh, you know, one of the first enlightening points was, was that was, (laughs) was switching up my coffee. And I'm so thankful now. Um, I work with the brand nut pods, which has these five calorie creamers that are dairy free, that are have no sugar added because sugar at the start of the day is just not a great idea. Um, Especially now we have stevia, which is like an all natural low calorie sweetener or monk fruit. Like you can tap into those, you can tap into fresh berries, but having a high sugar breakfast, like a large frap with whipped cream and caramel sauce and the pumpkin spice lattes that are about to come, all of that, it just spikes your blood sugar first thing in the morning, increases carb cravings for the rest of the day. 
And I'm a big believer in you don't have to cut out sweets, but at least push them off. You know, you're going to still want that gelato in the afternoon. You're going to maybe crave something else. So really try to keep your mornings high protein, high fiber, low sugar. So I'm making one of my nut pot coffees today. I have just like warm water and I have instant coffee. And then I'm just adding my little crushed ice. And then Nut Pods has delicious flavors. Today, I'm going to go with this sweetened dairy-free caramel. I've just been obsessed with caramel because that's <laughs> a big part of dairy. So uh, I'll start with this one. But they have like cotton candy. They have so many ones, sweetened, unsweetened. And the sweetened ones use erythritol um, and some stevia, so natural sweeteners. Big fan. Big, big fan. Wow. Wow, so this nut pod, while you're doing that, so the, are these creamers? Or are these, these are creamers? They're creamers, yeah. And I use them definitely coffee, iced coffee. Then I sometimes blend it up. Uh, when you blend it up, you can make like a homemade froth and fraction of the calories, sugar, carbs, cost. So I like to wow. make those almost every day, especially pregnant when I have those sweet cravings in the afternoon. I've been going to decaf, super easy and just delicious. Um, in the winter, if you're feeling like really cold, you could actually put them in a frother or a handheld frother and they froth up beautifully. So wow. um, I also mix sometimes uh, like the sweetened caramel to some plain Greek yogurt and make like a caramel Greek yogurt dip for strawberries. Oh, which, wow. Yeah, breakfast, a snack, depending on how large you're making it. Okay, so that's great. So these these creamers essentially, and you can use them hot, right? Like if you have a pod or you can just add it like you would add a normal amount of creamer, right? Totally. And it's by far, what I've seen, it's by far the lowest calorie creamer on the market, five calories per tablespoon. That will beat out even like the natural better for you creamers. Certainly better than the uh, big brands we all know of coffee creamers that you see. Yeah in you know lots of delis and people's fridges that are about 35 to 50 calories per tablespoon versus five like literally literally a tenth um of the calories per tablespoon and just made with better ingredients like no hydrogenated oils um so and they're yeah and i was going to ask you about that because you made that super quick so obviously that's a great and i like the fact that you brought up don't start your day off with sugar because so many of my patients are doing the Starbucks thing like every and not only is it super expensive like you mentioned but it it's loaded with calories and sugar and all this other stuff and you're right I just started making stuff at home because it's so much as especially my coffee because it's so much better for you as far as these so a couple questions where can you get the nut pod is one because I think I want to try it and then the other question in regards to that and you as a dietitian can help me with this. What about adding fat to your coffee? Like what do you, the heavy whipping cream, is that good for you? And does this brand add that to kind of help with um, hunger? Yeah, I definitely don't recommend people go out of their way to add lots of fat to their food. I feel like that was a lot of like the keto phase. Yes, yes. Like, I need more fat, I need more fat. We have a highly obese population. We are getting plenty of fat. Um, there is already reoccurring fats in our cheeses, in our eggs, in our avocado, in our coconut oil. Um, I don't believe that anyone needs to start pouring oil into their coffee. I think that is really silly. I can't tell you how many people I've spoken to who are like, I've been doing keto. I'm eating fat bombs. I make myself fat fudge. Yes. Like, 
losing weight. I'm like, if you just heard yourself, you would like know that that probably isn't working. I think people are revolting against the fat-free diet trend that obviously was high carb yes. and weight. So they're retaliating to the extreme, which is certainly not working either. Um, <laughs> so don't recommend anyone like start adding fat to their coffee. That's why these are great. You know, they're low to no fat versus, you know, okay. some coffee creamers, which not only have lots of added fat, but they're saturated fats. They're like yes. hydroxyl oils. They probably have trans fats in them at certain quantities. So definitely not a good idea. If you want some fat in the morning, some healthy fats to keep you full, to keep you satiated, it might be, you know, a little almond butter in your smoothie. It might be, or on your toast, it might be a little avocado. It might be your egg yolk. It might be if you're having a chicken sausage, but really try to keep your protein high for the morning. I find it's great for keeping sugar cravings at bay the rest of the day. Okay. Perfect. And where can they find this particular creamer? Is, is, can you get it anywhere online or? Yeah, you can get it at Sprouts. You can definitely get it online. Nutpods.com. If you use code NutritionBabe, which is my TikTok handle, uh, you could save 15%. So if anyone's watching and you want a little discount, uh, go ahead and use NutritionBabe on their site. They also have flavors that you're probably craving. Like they have a chocolate that makes everything taste like mocha. They obviously have the caramel. They have a toasted marshmallow that like makes your coffee taste like a s'more. They have oh, seasonal wow. flavors like pumpkin spice and chai. So have fun. Still enjoy your favorite flavors and cravings, which is like what I'm all about. Like not yeah. surprise yourself, but definitely approach your food and your intake in a smarter way. So you don't need bariatric surgery. Yeah. <laughs> and have all these other complications down the line. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's always best to start off with, you know, a healthier lifestyle and healthier habits. I think that's great, which is kind of what we're going to be talking about and focusing on today. So we are currently at the end of summer, starting kind of the fall, which we have school starting and then going into the fall and then the winter. And we're talking about starting up a good morning routine. So you started off with a great example about decreasing your sugar intake and gave examples on what we can do as substitutes to keep us full throughout the day and keep our cravings down. What other um, foods would you recommend kind of during this time? A, for people who are busy in the morning trying to go to work, and then obviously for a lot of parents, kind of the after-school rush snacks that everybody kind of goes for. It's usually not the healthier options. So what are some things that you would recommend for both in the morning and then that afternoon snacks? Sure. So my slogan that you'll read about all throughout my book is water first, veggies most. We need to be drinking so much more water even before your morning coffee. You have to be loading up on water first. We always think we're hungrier than we are. We're really just thirstier than we realize. We always need to be drinking lots and lots and lots of water throughout the day. Half your weight uh, in pounds and ounces at the minimum. So if you weigh 180 pounds, that is 90 ounces a day. So you can get a 30-ounce water bottle, like three liters, have one by 10.30 a.m., you know, morning errands, workout, whatever that is, have one by... 2 p.m., you know, around lunch, around mid-morning meetings, whatever that may look like, and another one by about 8 p.m., I really recommend it. It'll give you better energy, great for reducing cravings, great for helping you lose weight, feeling better energy, digestion, all of it. Um, so always water first and lots and lots and lots of veggies. Veggies have to be reinvented in everyone's mind. If anybody looks at them as a chore, you have to start seeing them as a gift. 
You have to start seeing them as an incredible vehicle to eat delicious flavors. Like if you love fried rice, try cauliflower fried rice. If yeah. you love noodle sauce and cheese, try zoodles, zucchini noodles, sauce and cheese, or spaghetti squash, which is really abundant in the fall and winter. You know, you have to start loving veggies and incorporating more of them in your fajita stir fries and your taco Tuesday night. It has to be a part of your lifestyle. Lettuce wrap burgers, the whole deal. You have yeah. to jump in, not for diet, for overall health, not just because it's going to help you lose weight, but because it's going to give you better energy and just make you feel better. So everyone has to reinvent their mind when it comes to veggies and I'm a big believer in what the parent says is what the child will think. So if a child comes home from school and is like, I'm starving, I'm starving, I want yeah. <laughs> And the mom says, or dad or parent or guardian says, water first, veggies most, have a glass of water, have peppers and guacamole, have carrots and hummus, like whatever it is, have ants on a log with celery and peanut butter, kids will start to realize water first, veggies most, build healthy habits, build an appreciation for vegetables, and then not have to have a weight or dieting future um, when you start to have this positive mindset around food. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with that. And, you know, I, for whatever reason, at some point, all that kind of gotten taken out of the diet when all this processed food got introduced because it's quicker um, and more convenient for a lot of people. So what do you recommend for people, for, for most people who are kind of that on the go lifestyle and veggies and, and fruits are what they would consider not convenient. I know I kind of have my own regimen that I tell, but what do you, what do you often so tell funny. your clients or, or other people? It's so funny you say that because I call these personable peppers because yeah. they come in like a little handbag um, from the grocery store. So these mini bell peppers are amazing. Yeah. Peppers, you can keep them in your purse and snack on them while doing car pickups, errands, going in the cleaners, whatever you're doing in yeah. your life. Snack on your personal peppers. There is nothing more convenient than an apple. It's just as convenient as a bag of chips. It's not more convenient because you could probably toss the core in a forest or like a pepper <laughs> tree rather than having some more packaged waste. It is refreshing. It's filled with fiber. It's juicy. It's sweet. It is Usually a lot less expensive, probably around 30, 40 cents is a good apple. Organic, yeah. we're talking 50, 55 cents. Still cheaper than some sort of squeeze pack that your kids are eating in four seconds, making a mess of, not really getting the benefits of the chewing, of the digestion, of the fiber. So you really can't get more convenient than veggies. I love cherry tomatoes. I eat them like grapes. Um, so it's... You know, convenience is really a matter of what you're choosing to buy. Yeah. Healthy food could be just as convenient. Hard-boiled eggs, you can literally get pre-hard-boiled now. Greek yogurt cups, turkey slices. I mean, this stuff isn't rocket science. Uh, string cheeses. Yeah. Convenient. Like, we're very blessed. You know, we live in an era where it's way easier now to lose weight than it was when I was losing my initial weight maybe like 15 years ago. We now have lightened, high-protein ice creams that are lower in sugar. We now have cauliflower rice frozen. It's just yeah. like, you know, we're living in a day and age. We're blessed um, yeah. to have these healthy choices. It's just a matter of choosing them. And so yeah. it really takes an effort in the beginning to become effortless with a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, no, I agree. And I like your idea of 
changing the way we think about things because you're right. Everybody's like vegetables, ugh, green, ugh, you know, just almost like for whatever reason, automatic like robot mentality, like because it's not at a McDonald's or Burger King or whatever, it must not be good. And it's almost like we have to change that thought process in our head because you're right. Everything that we're thinking is what we're passing down to our children or our family or other people in our household, even if we don't have children, our husbands, our spouses, our significant others. And so we often do our big go-to after school is an apple actually, or string cheese. Cause it's easy to do. I can pack those in the car as I'm like going to pick up the kids and it's, you're right. It's easier to eat instead of grabbing a bag of chips. So it's really um, trying to make some of those exchanges that are that are, you're right, nowadays, easy to do. Some people will argue, and I've heard this from my own clients, like it's more expensive to eat healthy. So, and I, you just kind of gave, exactly, you probably heard it. So what do you say about like when people say that? No, I mean, I'm very blessed. I have over 300,000 people doing my weight loss program, the 2B Mindset via Beach Body On Demand. I have thousands and thousands of people who've read my book at this point, Losing Weight, I literally get messages on the daily of people saying how they can't believe they used to use that as an excuse. Like they really yeah. look back at themselves and can't believe it because they're spending way less money now eating according to my to be mindset, my nutrition and weight loss plan. Um, and my husband laughs that I'm the cheapest date because when we go out for a date and usually it's about 8 30 9 o'clock after we put the kids to sleep i like to have an earlier dinner so by the time we go out on a date i don't want this big steak lobster like 100 cocktails like i want yeah. something a bit more simple um you know if you think about one thing that i hear clients tell me all the time is that they think they always say healthy food or believed that healthy food was expensive and then they realize how much money they were wasting on junk yeah. it's like people think like just because junk is cheap it's cheap overall, but when you buy lots of addictive junk, you're probably spending $30 a week on ice cream, chips, things that are making you less healthy and costing you more in healthcare and other expenses like always needing to buy bigger clothes and like not being able to run after your kids or having to put them into like more sports and games because you can't, you know, do things with them. Like if you are a fit and active person and you are trying to raise kids in a fit and active lifestyle, it could be so much more affordable than if you're not. So just like some examples, I just took my kids to Yosemite, a national park. The whole time I was so thankful, even eight and a half months pregnant, that my husband and I are committed to a fit and healthy lifestyle overall because it's free to go on hikes um, yeah. and to carry our kids and to run them around versus if we were more immobile because we had no energy and we were very overweight and we were huffing and puffing to get up the stairs, we would have to resort to an arcade or an amusement park style thing, which is just money just down the drain, right? It's just like games and sitting a lot or lots of movies versus being able to go on a bike ride. So it, it's really just a matter of perception. A healthy lifestyle will always save you more money in the end. Um, there's some really good studies that show this and support this, that being overweight or obese can cost as much as like $8 more per day um, in overall healthcare costs and just yep. expenses you don't think about. So it is so worth your time. Every time you buy an apple, every time you buy Percival peppers or cherry tomatoes or pre-hard boiled eggs or Greek yogurt cups instead of chips and pretzels and crackers and all that junk in the middle aisles, you're putting more money into your overall bank account. Yeah. 
No, no, I, I a hundred, I a hundred agree. And that I kind of stress that also and try to give examples because um, just being active helps. Anything helps Like you gave example of hiking. We did a lot of that during the pandemic or and even though we're kind of back in the pandemic, but we did a lot of like hiking and because we couldn't really do anything else. So I'm like, let's go to the park. Let's go hike. Let's go exploring. Let's go, you know, a lot of that. And, and I used to tell my parents to active play. Like go bike riding with them. If you don't want to sit and do a workout video or go to the gym or whatever, there's so many things that you can do as family, as kids, you know, with your kids that just being active, bike riding, hiking, going on walks, like playing soccer with them in the backyard. I mean, there's so many other things that you can do. So no, I 100% agree with that. And I'm glad you kind of shed light on that because I'm always telling my my patients like, why are... I, we don't eat fast food because it's so expensive. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, I don't understand. Like, we got, like, there's a total of six of us. And I'm like, can you imagine if we went to Wendy's or McDonald's every day or once, you know, every three days? I mean, we're yeah. spending, like, ridiculous amounts of money at these fast food places when I can just at home, you know? So we cook, and it's significantly cheaper for us to cook at home than us <laughs> first. Even, yeah. even McDonald's and they're cheap. 99 cent or whatever meals that they have it's still cheaper for us to kind of cook at home than to eat out so i'm glad you made that point um what are some other and i like the fact that you have the foods here is that radish what's the red these are watermelon radish i just literally pulled whatever i had in my fridge so uh watermelon radish it's so cool it's green on the outside and pink on the inside so it kind of looks like a watermelon it's a little sharp but you can roast them um, yeah. my kids don't necessarily eat them, but they see them, they see me eating them. They definitely give it a bite and a try, which is always a great step. Role modeling yeah. everything. So when people say, you know, people are watching this and but my kids won't do that. My kids are picky. No offense, parents, you don't want to hear this, but I've seen thousands and thousands of private clients at their UCLA, through my private practice, through working with my online community and Every single picky kid usually comes from somewhat of a picky parent. Um, mm -hmm. Even if the parent doesn't think that they're picky, the kids usually picked up from even just one day of seeing the father pull the broccoli off the pizza that was ordered accidentally. And then yeah. it's just, oh, okay, it's okay to do that. So um, the less picky you are, the more in love with vegetables you become, the more in love with vegetables your kids will become. And again, that is how you set them up for like, not having to diet down the line, not having to have complications. And I'd say like the biggest motivator, I know a lot of people think vanity. You know, when I was 100 pounds overweight, vanity didn't necessarily work because I was so far from a bikini that like that didn't necessarily work as a motivator. And I think, yeah. I think we're in a stage of society where we're very far from supermodel status. If you even flip through any sort of magazine these days, our models are now very overweight or obese in many, many, many cases. So in health magazines and fitness magazines even, um, or especially, so we're very far from like wanting to be stick thin at this point. So I yeah. think it's sort of motivators and energy has to be top of the list. Yeah, and I was gonna ask you, like, cause you did it on your journey and I, I definitely wanted to kind of get your story on what kept you motivated because here you said that was 15 years ago and here you are continuing to be like awesome so yeah. i was wondering like what prompted you and what motivated you so i'm glad you mentioned that i honestly like you know it's hard to understand if you aren't 
more fit or more thin. I come from that place where I was very obese as a kid, so I didn't have anything to picture or envision versus other people who may be thin throughout their childhood and then gain a lot of weight. Like they know what it feels like to be thinner. I didn't necessarily have that. So for me, I always lost my weight two pounds at a time and just kept going and going and going because I saw that every time I shed more pounds, I shed emotional pounds too. I shed insecurities. I shed everything that was holding me back from being my best self. So I, I really recommend, you know, people lose weight. I have an amazing weight loss program that's really effective because it, it's such an, uh, it, it has such an emotional toll on you when you're carrying so much extra weight. It really holds you back from being your best self. There's a huge misconception that you can be healthy at every size. You really can't be. I agree. You can be healthy and somewhat overweight, but our, our bones or ligaments or organs are not meant to yep. support and run on tons of excess fat and weight surrounding our organs and our heart and our bones and our ligaments and so forth. And it, and it really does energetically hold you back. Um, able to run upstairs, being able to feel like you're fit and capable to go on a kayaking trip. It just, it will always hold you back from feeling like you can just put on anything. That was one of my big motivators. Um, as, as frivolous as it sounds, getting in the morning was a nightmare for me. I would cry. I would never have anything to wear. Um, I would make my whole room a mess and I literally had nothing to wear. And when I got to the point where I could literally throw on a pair of jeans and a t-shirt and run out the door, it was the ultimate freedom. And it sounds, it sounds small, but that is how you are starting your day is getting dressed and looking. That is like one of the most grounding points of your day. And when you can make that really quick and easy and efficient and positive, it's like a dream come yeah. true. And I miss it now because, you know, obviously I'm eight and a half months pregnant, almost nine months pregnant. You know, I'm going back into the what should I wear and everything. And it's draining. You know, I can't yeah. really go back to that sense of ease. So I think, you know, whatever it is that motivates a person, whether that's energy, health, being there for their family, not wanting to just whine and complain all the time because there's back pain and sweating and yeah exactly all the inflammation like all that excess fat causes inflammation at the cellular level like people don't even know so you made a good point you may not have diabetes or you may not have hypertension now but you have all this inflammation like what you mentioned the back pain the knee pain the joint pain you can't move as quickly the drainage of energy so yeah you're not it's not healthy at at all sizes unfortunately you know and there's yeah. no body shaming in that. It's just being healthier for your body, for your family, so you could move better. And you're right, so you can feel better. Yeah, it, it's a weird world we're living in now. I'm telling you, I, like all my favorite fitness and health magazines, I have a hard time flipping through them these days because they they want to be relatable and meet people where they are. But for me, honestly, one of the things that got me really motivated was aspirational bodies. It really was. It, it yeah. wasn't seeing people who were like me. It was seeing people who were much healthier and fit than I was. It really inspired and motivated me. So I don't, I mean, I, I hope it helps those who have um, unrealistic expectations. Yeah. An easier way getting started. Um, but I think we have to be careful about who we also pin as role models for our kids and the next generation. It doesn't have to be Barbie with unrealistic measures, but it could be ourselves, you know, just working on our bodies the best as we can. Yeah. 
No, I agree. I agree. I So uh, kind of off because I have to kind of bring my patients down to this too. So I think the pendulum kind of swung a little bit too, you know, it had these like almost extremes where at one end several years ago, you had to be like stick figure, which is also can be not healthy, right? So we understand that, we know that, but then it swung to this kind of other, you know, side where you can have a BMI of 35 and you can still be considered healthy. And and as a physician, I'm also agreeing with Ilana, like like there, that's not healthy, but none of those extremes are healthy. There is a middle, there's no body shaming in any of this. It's just being your best you and being healthy by eating healthier. Like Ilana said, when you make it a habit, when you make it part of your lifestyle, then you don't have to work at it. Just have the stuff readily available in your kitchen, have it already packaged up, have it cut up, have it, you know, and, and, and there you go. Do you kind of talk about some of the stuff in your book or no, in your journey? Tons, not just recipes and all the advice you need, but I have a four week slim down plan, like recipes and grocery lists and everything to follow. And also tons of colored pictures throughout the book, including like how to set up your kitchen and like yeah, good. everything and what your fridge should look like and what your pantry should look like, because it doesn't have to be complicated. And I think I always overcomplicated it when I was struggling. And I think everyone who's struggling with their weight is overcomplicating it because yeah, correct. about fasting and keto and macros and windows. And it really doesn't have to be that way. If you went to France, if you went to Spain, you studied the nationalities and the cultures that keep their weight off with eating. Naturally, naturally. Yeah, I live there too. I studied there and it's it's a natural for them. Yes, exactly. Natural isn't natural if you grew up in a home that's foodie lifestyle like me. So I kind of teach you how to tap into that natural thin mentality that is way more intentional than most people realize. But thankfully, you know, they grew up in a household that, you know, also had this mindset and adapted habits. And it's so important you read my book, you you watch my program videos to, to tap into it just because it'll make you really realize how much simpler and more sustainable and more sensible it all could be. Yeah, I think that's great. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for sharing. We will definitely put information on your book. You can drop it in our show notes, bestselling author. Um, and I didn't even know you were on Beachbody On Demand. I actually used that. I actually support subscribe to that so i think that's awesome yeah Thank that's you. you can get all my uh weight loss my whole program is called the tv mindset it's under the nutrition tab and yeah. learn about proteins and carbs and a new way to look at it all um so it actually really serves you in a positive way and gets you the results you really want Oh, that's so awesome. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. And thank you for showing us about the coffee in that pot. Thank you very much. I hope this message continued to empower you and inspire you to continue on your health transformation journey. Thank you for listening. And please subscribe or download if you like what you're hearing. The goal is to continue to inform you and educate you as you transform on your healthcare journey and show you different paths to take in order to get you to your goal. Until next time, thank you.